The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Carly Simon rose to fame in the 70s with a ton of hit records. She became the first artist in history to win a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Golden Globe for her song Let the River Run. But her life and her family are worth reading about in her memoir. I've got Carly Simon on the line right now from Martha's Vineyard. Carly, how are you? I talked to you not too long ago here in Las Vegas. I love your memoir, Boys in the Trees. Thank you. So glad. Did you read it recently? or? I read it, actually, I read it a few months ago, and it's interesting because I talked to uh, Rita Coolidge not too long ago, and she was saying when she put out her book, she was nervous. You know, she felt like, oops, did I do the right thing here? I, I think I expended all the nervousness while, while, I was, while I was writing it. Yeah. Or at least since, since all the feelings were kind of coming out then, and, 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 and as I wrote it, I read... I read parts of it to my kids, and I read parts of it to my friends, and there didn't seem to be anything in it that I wasn't able to take responsibility for. In other words, all, all, all of the, you know, all of the experiences of my life, a lot of them were, were crazy, a lot of them were daunting, a lot of them were frightening, a lot of them were exuberant, a lot of them were, were how could I have done that? A lot of, you know, you just do all kinds of things in your life, and they're not, they don't all fit into a pattern of things that you, footsteps that you were that you're going to find an easy time to walk in i know that some of it was cold from your earlier days as a kid writing diaries right my earlier days and and my current days because because I'm, I'm actually working on another book now and, and and i still have diaries that are up to about 2005 so um i'm going to be i'm going to be working on the next on the next round of my life, starting in about 1983 or 84, where Boys in the Trees left off. I'm glad to hear it. What was it like growing up in that big apartment building in New York City, that that building that your dad owned? Um, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. We, we we were on the top floor of a of a townhouse on 11th Street, and um, he he owned the whole house, and we and we put up members of the family in all other apartments in the house. So we were on. We had the whole sixth floor, and every, and then my aunt and uncle were on the fifth floor, had one apartment, and my grandmother across the hall, and then our our Irish nanny cleaning lady on the third floor, and across the hall from her was my other cousin. So they were, you know, just all it was. It was a family house. I was always running back and forth from from my mother's jewelry box to <laughs> to, <laughs> to Allie, the the Irish cleaning lady's cleaning, because I didn't think she had any nice jewelry as my mother, and I thought maybe she wanted some of my mother's jewelry <laughs> my mother's jewelry box and take it from every day, and then she'd bring it back at night to my mother. That's hysterical. I always found it fascinating that because your dad was so well-known as a publisher, he would bring over famous friends to the house. People like Albert Einstein would come over for lunch. Did you think anything of it, or were you just too young to even realize? I was too young, really. I, I remember. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about that. I, I, I wasn't too young for for a lot of it, but but Albert Einstein was one I was too young for. And and Eleanor Roosevelt, I remember, came over for lunch one day, and Lucy, my my older sister, was, was so shy that she hid under the couch, and then everybody <laughs> forgot that she was under the couch the whole time. And finally, when when Eleanor Roosevelt was leaving, Lucy said, "Can I come out now?" But I but. But I write about, in my book, I write about a wonderful dinner that was at our house in Stanford, Connecticut, 
where a neighbor, where two of our neighbors, one Benny Goodman and another one Jackie Robinson, were at the table at the same time talking about about jazz. And Jackie was so interested in asking Benny all all about what it was like to play with certain jazz singers that, that he, Jackie, had always been interested in. And Benny Goodman was asking Jackie about what it was like playing with with Campy or with Duke Snyder or with you know it was just. It was an amazing conversation, which I wasn't aware of how amazing the conversation was at the time. I was just, I was just listening, kind of with my eleven-year-old awe. That brings me to this point. I know that your mom was a very interesting person in her own right as a civil rights worker, and that led to Jackie Robinson and his wife actually living with you for a while. Yes, they were. My my parents heard that that Jackie and Rachel were looking for some land in Stamford, Connecticut, and that they were denied access to to being able to purchase a piece of land there. And so they were, this was already 1954, and they were just shocked that there was still any segregation going on in Stamford in 1954. So they went around to, to the churches and the priests and the temples and the newspapers and the stores, and they said, how can you, how can you stand this? And they basically started a revolt. And so mother called up Rachel Robinson and said, can I take you please to, to, to see some land with these various realtors? And so, so my mother got in touch with realtors and, and she, they, she, you know, together they really worked at breaking the color barrier. And, and during the time that they were building their house, they lived with us. That is Jackie Rachel and the three kids. I'm always interested in in kind of the blueprint of how a song is created. And when it comes to the song Anticipation, you were actually, it was a time when you were waiting for Cat Stevens to come over to your apartment. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting to have, this was going to be our first date, because even though we've been on the road together, and I'd, I'd uh, opened his show for him at the Troubadour in Los Angeles and also at uh, Carnegie Hall. And... Um, he was coming over. He was supposed to be coming over for dinner. I, I, I was waiting for, for him to arrive, and he was late. And so, so I was getting, I was getting nervous, thinking maybe he had lost my phone number, or lost my address, or something. I sat down with a guitar, and I just started to, started to write a song in in a style that Cat Stevens would maybe have been able to imitate me doing him. If it, you know, I just started to pretend I was him, and I started writing anticipation because I was anticipating the moment that the doorbell would ring. But I was also trying to sound like him, so I was trying to do it in this kind of gruff voice. He ended up singing background vocals on that, did he not? Not on anticipation, but on other songs on that album. Julius's Blast and on Share the End on a couple of other cuts on that album. I remember seeing you and your son Ben and daughter Sally on an Oprah show, and I, I remember specifically because Oprah asked them what it was like growing up as the kids of Carly Simon and James Taylor, and Ben said it was great because they were great parents, and they just put the glamour on the side. That had to make you feel pretty good. I don't remember saying that, but, but I, I also know that that was a very, it was a very diplomatic thing for him to say because there were some very rough times, and there weren't always times that we could be the perfect parents. But I must say that that um, the effort was always foremost, and our love for them cannot be even slightly worried about because. We both love our kids so much. It's always fantastic catching up with you, Carly. Boys in the Trees is available everywhere, Amazon and bookstores everywhere. And so nice to talk to you and, and continued good health. Thank you. 
thank you so much, and you too. Okay, Carly. Bye-bye. All right. You know, if Carly Simon wasn't so interesting in her own right, her family is just amazing, and I can't wait for the sequel to that first book. That is it for this episode of The Fake Show. Check out our Fake Show Facebook and Twitter pages. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.